This is the Moms in Motion podcast, where we are running our businesses, running our households, and trying not to run ourselves into the ground while juggling it all. We have figured it out the hard way so you don't have to. We are here to help you build your village, improve your connection with your mom bod, and possibly even navigate business ownership better. If you are looking for all things pregnancy, postpartum, and mom life that's honest and not too serious, this is the podcast for you. We are Krista Williams and Dr. Jen Perna, and we are Moms in Motion. Hey guys, it's Krista. Welcome back to the Moms in Motion podcast. Hi, Jen. Hello. So today we are going through all things Dr. Jen Perna. So we are going over her story. You're going to hear all about her business and how we got here. And I am so excited to hear all the details and probably some things that I don't know too. So tell us, Jen, how did you start out as a physical therapist? Well, back on a windy, cold day. No, I'm just kidding. Okay, so (laughs) I went to PT school um, many years ago, went to Columbia, great school, had such a blast, Um, came out wanting to do neuro, actually. I don't even know if you know this. Nope. Um, Started out as an outpatient neurotherapist, and it was really great, had some great experiences, but got really depressing really quickly. Um, One month, I think I had four patients with a glioblastoma blastoma and all ended up subsequently passing. So I don't know what that is. It's like a brain tumor. Oh no. Yeah. It was really, it's a terrible diagnosis. Um, and so all of them ended up passing within, I want to say about a month's time and it was just horrible. Um, and so I was like, I can't do this. I cannot do this anymore. So switched to ortho. I was working in an outpatient hospital at the time, switched to ortho and fell in love. I loved it. I was like, this is really great. My patients are having a much better turnaround than the neuro population. I felt really rewarded. Um, started working in ortho, uh, Uh, took a a different job um, as a director position, uh, which was great. But then I had my first child and I was wanting to go back to work, wanted to do something with moms. But at the time, I had no money to actually be able to start my own business. I mean, I was just not in a position. I was still really in the thick of paying off student loans. And um, so went back to work and it was a really busy PT mill. I mean, it was like your typical four patients an hour, AIDS grabbing a hot pack, you know, sort of place and not really fulfilling. You're not developing these really great emotional connections with patients. Um, you know, it was just really too fast paced for me. Um, and then I had my second child, um, and that was a completely different experience for me. I had a, a really difficult recovery with him, went back to running way too quickly, um, and ended up injuring my hip, um, and then fell in love with the pelvic floor. And so then I started treating as a pelvic floor therapist and, um, never really looked back. Yeah, I I feel like a lot of people that work in this population that work with moms, most of them have a really bad postpartum experience and didn't, you know, didn't have enough guidance, didn't have enough help. And then it sets them down a different path. I was lucky enough to not have anything horrific because I started my training early enough. But like that is just so common that something happens and you're like, I have to help this population because I should have had more help myself. Yeah. And so just started working with them and just fell in love. I mean, the amount of coursework I just got so invested in um, 
And yeah, it was great. So then what did that look like to like transition to specializing in pelvic floor therapy? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a completely different shift in all of the coursework. There's so, I mean, you can really go down a rabbit hole really quickly. So um, I took all of my Herman and Wallace and American Physical Therapy training. I actually did both, um, training from both organizations. Um, And that's where I learned how to do like internal assessments and really assess and treat pelvic floor conditions. Um, And because I had an ortho background, um, I was, I think I was really able to transition really well to tying the pelvic floor in with the rest of the body into a more functional way, which is why you and I, I think, see so clear on many things because I was not just like zoned into the pelvic floor. I had a deeper understanding of the rest of the body as well. Um, But all of my coursework since I made that transition has been in women's health, um, pelvic health conditions. So pregnancy, postpartum, pelvic pain. Um, I mean, just a whole slew. I've taken a ton of coursework really focused on the women's health population. And like, what is the requirement? Because, you know, I'm assuming most people don't know this and I don't know that much about it, but what is the requirement to like call yourself a pelvic floor therapist? Like what line do you have to cross that like this is now your specialty versus you are an orthopedic PT that knows something about pelvic floor? Like, like what does that look like? Because I'm sure people that are listening have seen all different types of PTs Yeah, and well, with different education. And I think that this is a really great question, but it's super complicated because there's no governing body that's telling anyone that you can or cannot call yourself a pelvic floor therapist. So physical therapy is a protected term, meaning that nobody can call themselves a PT or a physical therapist unless they have a PT or physical therapy license. It's not the same for the pelvic floor. So there's not like a governing body that you have to have taken X amount of coursework to call yourself a pelvic floor therapist. In my personal opinion, and this is just my personal opinion, so don't come at me, bro. But (laughs) um, my personal opinion is that you have to have at least taken a level one course and understand intravaginal assessments. So that's number one. My second requirement is to at least have taken an intrarectal assessment so that you can do intravaginal and intrarectal assessment for both for females. Um, And I think that a lot of this is where it starts getting really murky because there's a lot of pelvic floor therapists out there that have taken only level one coursework. Um, And level one coursework does not go into intrarectal assessment. It just does intravaginal. Um, And they call themselves pelvic floor therapists. And I think that you can, there's nothing wrong with that, but I just think you're missing half of the puzzle. It's kind of like, you know, you stopped in anatomy at the hip and never learned about the knee and the ankle, right? Like I think in order to truly call yourself a pelvic floor therapist, you have to understand intravaginal and intrarectal work. But unfortunately, there's no like governing body. I mean, that sounds very much like the personal training world, right? Where there are so many personal trainers that say that they work with moms and that they specialize in working with moms and they have lots of experience working with moms. But that doesn't mean that they actually have any training on pelvic floor related stuff. So it sounds like you could go see a PT and them tell you that they have a lot of experience working with women who have had babies or who are pregnant, and they might. But that doesn't mean that they have any of the training really required to help solve your problems, which is why everybody should 
ask about the training that the providers that they are looking into, you know, adding to their care team, what their education is. And nobody does that. No, nobody does that. Nobody does that. So yeah, I think that there's just a lot of misinformation out there. I think a lot of people don't understand the training. And then I also think that there are people that think, okay, well, I learned about it in PT school, but really like you didn't learn that much about it in PT school. Um, It was such a a brushed over topic, at least when I was in PT school. Um, And so I think that you're doing a disservice if you, you know, are an orthopedic therapist and you're you're treating somebody's shoulder and they mention that they're having a baby and then you just give them Kegels to like strap on to their treatment program because you think, oh, I can give that too. But you don't even, you've never properly assessed that person. So yeah, I can really. And how about like, because I hear all kinds of things, you know, before I refer people here, if that is the, if that is the, you know, appropriate next step for them. But what about um, providers? I'm not going to say physical therapists, because they're not, providers who advertise that they offer pelvic floor therapy and they don't actually have a pelvic floor therapist on staff. But nobody who goes there would know that. So what does that look like? Yeah. So, I mean, once again, pelvic floor therapy is not a protected term. So if you are going to a provider, you should be asking, what is the licensure of this person? And if they're not a rehabilitative provider, meaning an OT or a PT, then they really don't have the training in how to rehabilitate the body. So what that typically will look like is you're going to be laying down on a table. They may connect you to some electrodes and they will tell you to perform a bunch of Kegel contractions. Um, And unfortunately, that is not how our body works. Our body just doesn't contract the pelvic floor and nothing else. Um, And so treatment will be very isolationalist. um, So it's going to be really isolated to those muscles. They're not going to have a deeper understanding of why you're having your symptoms with movement. They're not going to be able to do any really functional movement assessment, see how you're squatting, see how you're lifting, see how you're running to see how that may be playing a role in your symptoms. And to be honest, we unfortunately have had patients that have gone to practices like that and they're duped. I mean, they're told you're, you need to come here for pelvic floor therapy and they're not actually getting pelvic floor physical therapy. Like, yeah. Like how would they know? Like that's all they know to be pelvic floor therapy. They think it's pelvic floor physical therapy and that all pelvic floor therapy looks the same because that's all the experience they have. It's the Wild West. It is. It really is. And that's why it's really, we're super transparent with what we are and who our governing body is. We are physical therapists. And so um, we are, we proudly say that we're pelvic floor physical therapists because I think it's really important for the population to know who is governing our licensure. So ask all the questions, please. Yes. Anybody listening, you need to know who is, you know, providing your care and what exactly you're getting. And are they like actually trained in the help you think you're getting or that you're looking for? That's- yeah. And I think a lot of times people just think, oh, there's pelvic floor certified, which once again, there's no there's no governing body that says that you are now certified in pelvic floor. You just have taken a course or two and now you are capable to treat and assess that area of the body, but you're not really getting a good understanding of what else do they know. So 
Got I mean, it. there's there's a lot that goes into being a pelvic floor therapist. So we just like dove down this rabbit hole all, <laughs> all about just PT in general. Yeah. So let's move back to Vivid. Uh-huh. <laughs> Tell me about how you started your business, like the idea behind you know, what like Vivid stands for and tell me all the things. Yeah. So like when I was going through my stuff with um, after my second, I, you know, had brought up the fact that I was experiencing some pelvic floor symptoms and experiencing some pain. And I was told, oh, well, you have two kids now and just do some Kegels. Like it's fine. And I was like, but I don't know how to rehab my body as a physical therapist who rehabs professionals, you know, who rehabs people for a profession. So if I don't know how to do this, how the heck is anybody else going to know how to do this? Um, And so that really is what um, drove me to want to go through this specialty. And then COVID really was the push for both of us um, to start our own thing. So um, my the practice that I was working at as a pelvic floor PT had uh, closed. And I was like, well, shoot, what am I going to do now? <laughs> um, never thought that like all of that training would potentially not be used, right? I spent so much money on my training at that point, And I was like, well, now what do I do? And I was commuting like 45 minutes to my job. And I... Oh my God, I specifically remember sitting at the kitchen counter and telling my husband he came home from work. He was still working during COVID. And I said, I have an idea. And he goes, you want to start your own practice, don't you? And I was like, oh my God, how did you know? <laughs> and you're like, you took my idea. And I was like, okay, as long as you said it was your idea, not mine. <laughs> um, and funny. so, yeah, so I started um, and, you know, I started this like, I don't know if you remember, but I decided to offer free virtual consults to mothers on Mother's Day. And I was like, let me just get a feeler for like the Newtown PA community and see how many people would actually want or be interested in learning more about pelvic floor PT. And it was super successful. I think I did like 20 virtual consults for free. I don't remember this. Yeah, for free. Wait, had we met yet? I feel like we talked like on the phone, but like I hadn't won you over yet. Okay. Yeah, like oh, it, that's funny. you guys, like it's it like took a date. Me, yes, it like took me like a good year to win over Krista. So, um, but wait, yeah. so <laughs> we need. I, I need to defend myself on this. Um, before Jen came into the Newtown, Pennsylvania area, um, I was referring to pelvic floor therapy in New Jersey, which I did have a good contact there, but nobody wanted to drive to New Jersey. Like, as soon as I told people it was in New Jersey, they're like, nope, not going. I don't even want to entertain the idea. So I worked as a personal trainer specializing in this population for a long time before I had, like, solid referrals in the Newtown area. And since then, like, so many people that I can refer to have come in all different types of providers. But now having the best pelvic floor physical therapy spot in the area right down the street is, like the best thing ever. So I think it was when I knew you were like opening a practice. I was like, oh, oh, let's go have lunch. Yeah. Something like that. Because then like this was actually happening and I would have solid referrals. Yeah. And then then I I was excited. Maybe I was. I don't really like to meet new people. Yeah, I don't think I don't think it was like it was definitely like I had to win you over. And I was doing a lot of virtual I'm such an introvert. How did this happen? Yeah. But like you're also one of those people like I 
will probably open arms to like a serial killer. I'm like, hey, I like will trust you until you break my heart. And Krista's and the I'm opposite. Like, I don't have like, time for you. You <laughs> have to build trust like with Krista. So it's just really funny. But so I was doing so the virtual. Opened- yeah, I was doing the virtual stuff. And then. And you were doing home visits. And next. then I started doing home oh visits gosh. like a month later. And then shortly thereafter, it got to be way too much because if for people that don't know our location, we are on the border between Pennsylvania and New Jersey. And so I would have patients that were like down in Philly, like 45 minutes from here. I would have patients that were like out on the main line, like 45 minutes from here. I would also have patients that were in New Jersey, 45 minutes from here, but they were all in 45 minutes opposite direction. And so the logistics of trying to coordinate their schedule with my schedule and childcare. And where my car was going to be that day became a nightmare. It was like a logistical nightmare. Um, and wow. so that's when I started renting a small room and then got too big for that. And then we went to another space and then got too big for that. And now we're in our final final home. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot of growth Yeah, in – a small time and then about and, and now you have a whole team yeah now we have a whole team so now there's me and then we have four other therapists um all pts and they're all amazing human beings and we have such a great just family unit um i mean i enjoy coming to work every single day with all of them they're just such beacons of light and so um yeah we really found some amazing amazing team members I mean, it's not easy to find really good pelvic floor PTs. No, it's, it's not. not. There's just not that many of them like, yeah. compared to like orthopedic. Right. Because you they have to one, have the training. Right. And then they also have to be people that you want to work with. Right. So like they have to have a certain number of continuing education hours before we'll even like really talk to them because I can't and they also want to have to want to not take insurance, but we can let's yeah, that's a whole that's like other a whole podcast, a yeah. whole other episode, but they have to like be on board with the way you do business, yeah. like just the way you operate exactly. and how you're going to take care of your patients, exactly. which is the best around, but we will save that. How about your goals as a person? Like how has having a business like changed your personal goals? I think, um, well, I mean, in a very positive way, obviously, or I wouldn't still be doing this, but it has, I think it's actually made me a much better person in terms of being able to express my needs because I just don't have time to like beat around the bush anymore. And so I think and like I say that in a joking way, but I think it's made me a better mother. I think it's made me a better partner because I can actually go home and tell my husband exactly what I need with like conviction and clarity because I don't have time for the fluff. You know, I don't have time for the well, maybe, you know, I don't know. Like, it's very clear. It's very like, this is what I need right now. And I think that that has come from owning a business. But then I also love the fact that I can join my kids when they have a party at school. I can be the the homer mom. I can, you know, my son plays basketball. I can go and support him at basketball. I can, you know, do the things that I want to do. I can work on the weekends and know that I can still do whatever I have to do just more on my own time as opposed to kind of sticking to a nine to five sort of schedule. And like, you know, we also should mention that like you're not treating right now. So your team is that good. Yes. That you are just running the business and not treating patients. And I mean, that that is that's that's a 
big step to be able to get to that point where like I can never imagine myself not training but yeah you know and I don't know that that's like a permanent thing like Mm -hmm. I don't know it's it's at this season in my life with just having my third and um yeah and there's just a lot there's a lot to running a business and keeping all of the players happy right I have a job to make the patients happy. I have a job to keep my admin team happy. I have a job to keep my therapist happy and I have a job to keep my husband and children happy. So there are like, I'm the happiness maker. Like there's just a lot. So, you know, to add more to that would be a little much, but yeah, right now I am not treating and I am thoroughly enjoying supporting my team, um, and watching them just like take care of these women it's just been so they're awesome they're they're all so great like I have I have clients that see all of them so yeah it's really good so tell me where are you hoping to take the business like do you have any plans for the future or anything you want to add that is important to add on to this episode I think the biggest thing that I really want to do is start supporting patients um through more of the life cycle, we definitely have focused on pregnancy, postpartum, and pelvic pain, but there's really this subset of this preconception um, population that we, I know we can make a huge difference in as physical therapists between um, helping patients with fertility struggles and just helping patients just improve their overall pelvic health. So I really do see Vivid helping to um, kind of branch out a little bit into expanding more of the women's life cycle. But to be honest with you, I just want us to be the standard and elevate the standard of all of the practices in our areas because our women deserve better. And, you know, we hear a lot of not so great stories. We hear some great stories, but we hear some not so great stories. And I really just want to provide so much education to the community and as um, to the patients as well. Awesome. Love that. I mean, there's there's just the potential is endless and the gross you've the growth that you have already had like who knows what's gonna come like it's just all so exciting I will tell you that we are not moving <laughs> ever after doing yeah, right. three moves and oh you know gosh. renovating this space and just um yeah we are not moving ever so we will never outgrow our space that yeah. we are in well it's it's such a dream to be able to collaborate with such a fabulous team of pelvic PTs because they really support my clients and together we can help moms do all the things, yeah, all the things. And it's just the best to be able to send um, patients and clients back and forth. So, and I think it's important because a lot of, especially in the early, my early PT days, there was almost this like back and forth between personal trainers and PTs. And it was kind of like, but my personal trainer said, but my PT said, and it's like, I feel like our professions like to pin each other against each other. Yeah, no, you're right. You know, for sure. And I think that you and I bust that brick wall down because I value so much of what Krista has to say. And I know that she values so much of what I have to say and what our team has to say. um, Because our goal is really to help our community. Um, and I think when people start losing sight of that and start putting their ego ahead, um, that that can really, unfortunately the patients and the clients are the ones that suffer, but we have, um, 
yeah, we just work so well together at helping serve our moms. Um, absolutely. Yeah. And, and I know for a fact, because I have met um, pregnancy and postpartum coaches all over the country now, I have like friends that do what I do in so many different states, which is a phenomenal part of being able to travel and learn from the best in the country. But nobody has a relationship with a pelvic PT like I do. Like they think it's kind of crazy that we work that closely together. And maybe it's because a lot of personal trainers do a lot of one-on-one and therefore are teaching a lot of the same stuff, mm-hmm. which I mean, everybody needs the repetition anyway. But the fact that I do mostly group training it makes it so easy to send people to pelvic PT for the one-on-one help because we don't have time to cover all that stuff in group training and like get our hands on people. I don't I don't touch people like that. So that's helpful. And then it's so easy for you to send people to me because they need to practice their habits like yes. multiple times a week. Yeah. You can't just come once to pelvic floor. Come once <laughs> and, and also rely on the fact that you're going to make time yeah. at home to do it on your own. We all know how busy mom life is and how hard that is of a commitment to carve out that time. So when you make a commitment to go work out and you're hearing the same cues about your breathing and your alignment and everything you're supposed to be engaging and how it's supposed to feel, then it like it really feels like you are working towards the same goal all the time. And I think that's what helps people feel better really fast. Yeah. And like your work in in my eyes, is very rewarding for patients because they can see I sweat today. Yes. Right? Like I'm allowed to kick people's asses. (laughs) Whereas me, it's like, you know, we are a little softer and we have to coddle a little bit more. Um, That's true. Yeah. And so it's really nice because I know that I can send patients to you that will have that goal of sweating, will have that goal of getting a workout, and I can trust that all of the things that we're practicing on in pelvic floor therapy is getting repeated to them. Perfect. Yeah. I love that. It's the best. Yes. It really is. Collaboration is key. (laughs) All right. Well, that was awesome. That was was fabulous. Thank you guys for joining us for this episode, and we will catch you next time. Yeah.